Welcome to World of Entertainment Podcast. This is Luis from LuisReviewer.com, where you can read about movies, music, TV shows, and and all the things entertainment, you know. Hopefully, I can maybe help you decide what films to see. You know, this that is a very good thing to a very good thing to have these days. Because we're at home and we have time to maybe see more films that normally we could. So I'm I'm adding uh, even old films. I'm trying to do even posts about genres. Like today I just wrote about courtroom films. Yesterday I did sports, I think. So hopefully you will go by the webpage and I hope you enjoy uh, the content. And hopefully you can comment and add your favorites. And we can have dialogues and, sh- and maybe your films. I haven't seen it and... And I would get to see them because I, I haven't seen any movie. Although I wish I I could, but I haven't seen them all. So welcome. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, this is it's been you know it gets hotter and hotter when you you know you you're better not leaving your home. But we're keeping safe. We're doing what's right. And I hope you know everyone is doing well. So what have I seen this week? I think I've saw. Sonic the Hedgehog, I saw that with my daughter on Friday, and I have to say that I enjoyed it. I was, I was, uh, I don't know, hesitant to see it, because I've seen movies based on, on games, games, on video games, and I, you know, I have not liked them. I remember Street Fighter, it was a big, big deal with all the stars in it, and you had Raul Julia, who was the only bright spot in the film. <clears throat> Van Damme was in the film also, but the film was bad. I mean, I really, I really remember leaving the theater like what? Uh, Super Mario film was bad. Uh, uh, that one I really it was really bad. But it drifted away from what Mario is. So in that sense, I, th- I think they did, were not wise in, in how they they made the film. Uh, Mortal Kombat was okay. I don't. I don't remember even. I don't remember much of that film, but I, if I saw it, I think it was okay because it was martial arts film, maybe using the name and the the characters. So here comes Sonic, and the movie was a success in the theater. I mean, I was surprised at that. It made a lot of money, and and you know, and it made it was a big success. And I have to say that I, I liked the film. Uh, Jim Carrey was great. You know, he made me laugh. You know, it was being old Jim, you know, silly Jim. And silly Jim is just fun. You know, he's just such a good actor. Um, he took the role and, you know, he did a good job on it. He really, he really took the script and brought it to life. And he was a funny, funny, funny villain. Um, Sonic, the relationship between Sonic and the, and the main character was also good. Um, I, I think James Marsden is a good actor. And I think the story was well done. You know, it's nothing new in terms of, of, of the plot, but it's an entertaining film. And if you're looking for a film to see with the kids, I would highly recommend that one. It's really entertaining. <clears throat> the other film that I saw was Bloodfather with Mel Gibson. Uh, that one is on Netflix. It's a kind of taking kind of thing, but it, but it is. It, I liked it because. The daughter was not a victim, you know. She, the daughter fought beside her father, and to see Mel Gibson acting again like the 
seeing Mal getting crazy like he did in Little Weapon was great. I think Mal is a good actor. And the film is really old. I never heard of it <clears throat> until I saw it. It's, it's on Netflix. It's from 2016. But it's a good film. Again, if you're at home, it's late at night, you want to see a good action movie, I would recommend that one too. Um, the other film I saw is a real classic. It's Citizen Kane. Uh, that movie has been highly regarded as one of the best films ever. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, what can I say? I liked it. I think the innovations in the in the film are really what I think makes every director like Spielberg admire the film a lot. I think it's that because the movie really did take different shots and and really artistic scenes, you know, like seeing through a glass. So it was I think it was unique for at the time. So when you think about it, <clears throat> it should be highly regarded in that sense. Uh, but since, I mean, that movie is from 1941. Since I've seen more, and maybe with dealing with the same themes, I cannot say that it blew me away in that sense. But it is a great movie. I mean, it is definitely one of the best ever. But I, don't, I can't say that it's my absolute best film of all time. But that's a debate. Like many debates today about who's the greatest of all time is in different things, sports or whatever. So <clears throat> I think those are the main films that I saw this week um, that I reviewed. I'm going to try on Friday. I'm going to be seeing the new Trolls movie, so I will be sharing my thoughts on that. The first one was really good. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully, uh, if you haven't seen it and you read it and you want to see it, then hopefully you, you do. So, you know, today, I mean, it's April 7th when I'm recording this, but last week on April 5th, uh, it was the 26th anniversary of, of one event that I think marked my generation a little bit, and it was the suicide of Kurt Cobain. And I wanted to talk a little bit about him on this episode of this podcast. Um, when Nirvana came in the scene, in 1991 with the album Nevermind and they changed music music was 80s was all party rock glam metal and Michael Jackson and the pop and here comes this grouchy looking guy um, who we could hardly understand the lyrics with this scrappy video and they changed they changed everything in 1991. Um, never mind. It's a good album. I mean, um, I've always were more of a fan of Pearl Jam, but I cannot deny that that's what I always say. Nirvana's impact on music. Their impact is undeniable. And Kurt Cobain really was a good lyricist, and he just wrote what he felt. I mean, the lyrics are raw. They're not easy to hear. But he was just expressing his frustrations, and and generation just related to that, I think, and they just, I mean, they just followed Kurt. They just labeled him as, as their spokesman, if there is such a thing. So, <clears throat> so on April fifth, uh, 
I still remember uh, hearing the news on MTV. By that time, I think Kurt Loder um, had these little MTV news briefs and incomes uh, with the shocking news uh, that Kurt Cobain decided to kill himself. It was shocking. I guess I, I found it hard to believe. And uh, what made it worse was when Courtney Love read uh, the letter. Oh my God. I mean, that was hard. And he had a baby daughter. It's sad. It's sad. Um, even if you're not a fan of Nirvana, I would highly recommend the documentary Montage of Heck uh, because you will understand this person and you will get an insight to what he went through. And, you know, it's not an excuse to what he did, but it was an eye-opener and uh, it was sad. It was really sad. And to this day, I think it's still a tragedy and still uh, makes me sad when I think about it. Not because I idolized him or whatever, because I don't believe in idols. Um, but as a human being, it's a story of a person who who had it all. I mean, he had a wife, he had a kid. Forget the music side, forget the money side. He had everything to live for. And it's like Courtney Love said in her frustration when she read the letter that if he really didn't want to keep doing it, then stop, don't, don't do it. You know, no one... But I think he felt the pressure of keeping Nirvana going. And I think he felt the pressure of... I uh, heard him say that maybe that he had no more songs. I mean, he, Nirvana, uh, based on what he says, basically were songs he already had and he kept recording them. Which I don't think is necessarily true because I think songs like Sentinel's Apprentice dealt with what was going on with Nirvana. So I don't think he had that written years ago. But that's what he said. So he had the pressures of coming up with new songs and all that. And I think he didn't, he didn't need to worry. I think he would have kept just producing good albums like Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam last, has just released an album last week and they maintain a constant level of success. I mean, they're not in the same place they were in 1992, but they still produce good albums and hit albums. So in those sense, I believe they would have been in the same position. As, as many other bands of, this, of that era. So, so I do, I have to say, I do, I do believe that it was a great loss uh, for the music world. Uh, people compare it to John Lennon. And if I compare the loss in terms of the generation losing their musician, yeah, I guess I could compare it. Uh, because Lennon was a revolutionary, he was loved, I mean, it was a senseless, senseless tragedy also. Um, the music is heavily different, obviously. But in that sense, it was a big loss. It was a big loss and a tragic loss. And it was uh, really, really shocking at the time. Um, in terms of their albums, I mean, they only had two, really. They had Incesticide, but those were B-sides. And the Unplugged album, which is a good album. But I, I, my favorite album is in general. I mean, never mind, broke, broke everything. And, but I love, I love their second album more. I love In Utero. It's really raw. The lyrics are more, are, diff, are different. And I, and I think I enjoyed that album a little bit more than I enjoyed Nevermind. So that's really something I wanted to share about a little bit, about just remembering him. I 
spent that day just thinking a lot about it. About that day in 1994, I was in high school, I believe. And, you know, my friends who were fans were, were really shocked. And, uh, you know, but look, we still remember him. So I hope he's resting in peace. So, what else can we talk about today? I mean, I, it's really weird because I think May is going to be like the, like the month of movie premieres. And with all the delays, I mean, Black Widow, I think it's going on October. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird summer in terms of movies and what movies to talk about. But, you know, if you're home, I highly recommend, uh, which I wrote in the post, the legal films like A Time to Kill, uh, Fugit Man, which I saw yesterday, uh, Justice for All with Al Pacino. Just, I don't know, dig deep in the library, look for old films. I just have a good time. So anyway... That's the second show uh, for today. This is the second podcast. I'm going to try to improve in the content. you know. But I basically just try to share what I've seen in the week. If I read something, then I'm going to share it here. Uh, like, you know, on different topics like <clears throat> I just did with Kurt Cobain. Uh, so if you, you want to listen to Nirvana, I would recommend seeing in utero. Uh, the Live Out Loud live album is good. That that's a concert they did on New Year's Eve in MTV, and it was a great concert. It was a great concert. And the story goes that they were supposed to only sing a few songs because it was a double dealing with Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam didn't show up, and Kurt just said, "We'll do the whole set," and they did the complete concert, which is just great. You know, Kurt was a sensible fellow. He was. He looked like a good person, despite all his troubles. Um, anyway, I went back to the topic. Well, this is it for me today. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see what next week brings. So, have a good have a good week, people. Bye.